welcome to another episode of The Real Take. This week it's another Spotlight episode and Niall O'Brien has made the selection. So expect men in a pickle needing to pull off one last big job. This week it's back to the 80s as we rewatch Running Scared. Let's roll title. Sit down and grab a glass. Sinead Ross and Niall have made a podcast. It's The Real Take breaking it down. Having fun and talking movies. Da 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 da. Talking movies. So, Niall, my question mm-hmm. to you yes. is Do you know any other genre other than male <laughs> in a pickle? Need to get out of it quick. We need to go on one other heist, buddy cop type film. I don't think there well, is now, other types of movies. No, well, that's no, the no, only thing that we're making. Before you made. answer now, right? Before you answer, I'm going to give okay. you ex- Exhibit A. A, a right? rundown. Let's okay, give a rundown. Of my, okay, okay. Ex- Exhibit A, heist. Now, granted, yes. there was a team mm-hmm. here, but we do have yes. Gene Hackman in a crisis. You know, he needs yeah, yeah. to go on one big last yeah. heist. Then he picks for his second it's, one, Exhibit yeah. B. Midnight Run, you know, Men mm-hmm. in a Pickle, Ooh. buddy movie, he needs mm-hmm. to collect a bounty. Uh, then yeah. tonight we have Running Scared. Two buddy cops need to pull off one more big case <laughs> before they can retire and run a bar. I mean, Ross, I'm feeling like Niall is trying to tell us he's in a crisis and he has to pull off one more big episode before he retires. Is this what's going on? Hijinks in, crisis. In fairness, if, you know, not to spoil the end of the film, I don't think that's how it ends. You know what I mean? I think it's it's more about the bond of friendship. Okay. And oh, all of those okay. films are well, about the bonds of friendship. Okay. You can they? fit that yeah. pretty nicely. Yeah. So basically yeah. what you're saying is you value our friendship so much you want us to relish in the topic of friendship in these movies that also involve shootouts. While we are in a pickle. we want <laughs> I want we we to relish friendship while we are in a pickle. <laughs> <laughs> um, can I ask first of all had you had you come across this film or no. heard of this film before no okay I, right. I, I had I'd yeah seen it was the, called Heist and yeah. Scared and I'd seen the cover that before the, there's okay. something the, that, that cover is very iconic looking him uh, Billy Crystal wearing the Cubs jersey um, yeah. and uh, Gregory Hines pointing the gun one way Billy Crystal pointing the gun the other way I very almost when you said running scared I very very almost watched the um <laughs> <laughs> what's it? 2000, 2006. Like there's Paul three Walker films movie. called uh, Running Scared, but 2006 is the the Paul Walker one. And but I, I got as far the as the opening credits of it, <laughs> or the, you know the the beginning, you know production company credits at the start of the movie, and I was just like, there's no way that he recommended <laughs> a Paul Walker led movie. There this couldn't is be. Not men in a pickle no. trying to pull off one off. <laughs> One and, last and, and, job. And, and in the in the chat, in our real take WhatsApp chat, like there was just mm. radio silence from Niall. He was just like, ah, I'm yeah. gonna let him figure it out. It yeah, I was like, like oh, is yeah. this the movie I should watch? And I think Sinead, you said crickets. yes. <laughs> Tumbleweed, crickets, crickets. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So um this is Running Scared from nineteen eighty six, directed by Peter Hyams, starring Billy Crystal. And Gregory, uh, Gregory Hines uh, as a pair of like, I, I really wanted you to see this, Ross, because I know you're a huge fan of Lethal Weapon. Yeah. And mm-hmm. this came out a couple of years before Lethal Weapon. And it doesn't have any of, I think, the darkness and soul searching of mm-hmm. Riggs and his mm. suicidalness in Lethal no. Weapon. You know <laughs> what I mean? That. But I think it I think it is a, a lovely companion piece to it. And it's also a lovely companion piece to uh, Midnight Run, which I recommended as well. And um, I, oh, it's okay. one of those so films. It's a, spe- a sequel. 
A companion, it's a companion piece. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He you loves bodies double... and companions. <laughs> double feature. Double feature yeah. is, is what it is. And it, it is, again, all of my spotlight episodes are uh, films that I have. I have rented again and again and again, where it's like, I, you know, I would go to McDonald's video library and they would say, are you renting this again? Yes, please. And it's like, okay. And I would take it home and watch it. And I would love it. I would love it every time I watched it. And uh, so this is, as I say, directed by Peter Himes. Uh, it is a buddy cop movie uh, starring, of all people, Billy Crystal, okay, who at that time was best known as uh, he was in uh, I think Saturday Saturday Night Live and he was also in a in a soap or a, a comedy series called Soap and uh, Gregory Hines who is a tap dancer as a pair of cops in Chicago and it's set in the dead of winter right and it is uh, directed by Peter Himes who was just coming off directing the sequel to. Do you know what the, the sequel is? No? no? No. Okay. The sequel to 2001 A Space Odyssey. Oh, oh no. <laughs> so he oh. directed 2010. Oh. Which is... 13 years ago. <laughs> now, it's not, a, it's not a terrible film. And it made a I little bit of money. So it's not... It's a very, very different movie. It really is. Roy Scheider is in it. And uh, um, Helen Mirren... And it's look, okay. it's worth a watch. It's a it's a bit of a what a, 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 what do you call it? Curate's egg of a movie. You know what I mean? Oh, but he go ahead, directed, there, Ross. Yeah, I was just looking there. He also directed Time Cop, which is Time fantastic. Cop. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. Yes. that's a great movie. And yeah. then re re teamed with uh, Jean Claude Van Damme for the one set in a hockey stadium. Oh, can't remember yeah. what that's called. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he has a he has Ice a very. <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's dead something. It's got like two words anyway. But yeah, no, he's he's a very interesting director. He is because uh, so he came off 2010 and wanted to do something more down to earth. He had played in the realm of buddy cops before. One of his first films was a movie from the 70s called Busted, which starred Elliot Gould. But this is Running Scared. And it's set in the dead of winter, okay? And um, it stars Gregory Hines, as I say, who was essentially a tap dancer, and Billy Crystal, who's essentially a comedian. And they're undercover cops, and they're too cool for school, essentially. And that's probably why I like it so much. Uh, they are guys who risk their necks by the air without a hint of fear. They chase women. They drink all night. They just get on really well together but what happens is during the course of this movie they kind of get to feel that time is running out on them and it's like maybe it's time to uh to retire you know so what happens is billy crystal's aunt his his favorite aunt dies and he gets an inheritance and he has a little bit of money and it's like well maybe well first of all the captain Dan Hadea, uh, look, I can't. There's so much to talk about with this film. There's so like the cast is amazing, really. I mean, okay, so look, I've talked about Billy Crystal. I've talked about Gregory Hines, really, very briefly. Okay, we have Dan Hadea, who's the captain, and if you're gonna have a grumpy captain mm. as in a, a Chicago police station, 
then he is going to be the best. I mean, everybody knows Dan Hedaya. And then if you're going to have a, a, a kind of a, a sneaky, slimy kind of uh, narc that's going to turn around and, you know, you maybe you're going to get him to go undercover, but maybe he's not going to go undercover, is uh, Joe Pantoliano, of course, from the <laughs> Matrix movies, as Snake in this. And he yeah. is brilliant as well. And, um, yeah, it's it's just amazing. Like, Billy Crystal as an action star? Question mark. <laughs> really? Well, if you want to make him, like, tough, team him up with a tap dancer, that should yeah. do it. <laughs> but they're playing, they playing tough guys in this as well, like, pretty much. Oh, you know? they, they, and I, I'll yeah. be honest with you, like, they and they, they were a really hard sell for... P Peter Hyams really wanted to cast left, left of field with this. Mm. So he went to the studio originally, right? This film was written, funnily enough, with uh, Gene Hackman and Paul Newman in mind. Mm. Oh. So they were older, act, older cops, I should say. And it's like, OK, we're getting too old for this shit. You Probably know, makes more to... sense. So when you yeah. think about it time wise, because Billy Chris and Gregory are what in their 30s, maybe? They <laughs> are, but they're also kind of going like, how long do we have left? And, you know, mm. like there's great scenes where they kind of go, are you going to wear a bulletproof vest oh yeah i'm gonna wear it it's not gonna be very good if they shoot you in the face is it? <laughs> you know? this film has such great lines i really really enjoyed watching it again mm. but yes so originally the writer envisaged kind of older actors in the parts and uh, peter Heim said no no i kind of want to go a little bit different with it um and he particularly liked billy crystal and then saw Gregory Hines, I think, on stage and said, and the two of them uh, screen tested together and they were amazing and they had such chemistry. And it mm. really shows in this film, the chemistry that, that like, you really believe that these guys have been ma mates for... I don't oh, know how forever. many years they've been. Yeah, absolutely. And, you could, uh, and the chemistry is so good. You could watch them if it was them, you know, running a sandwich shop in Chicago. Oh, I'd watch it just for the... <laughs> Let them yeah. run the bar. I want to see that. I want to see yeah. a movie of that. I, yeah, or yeah. even just like, let's have a sitcom where yeah. they run the bar and they have to get into all... It could be Baywatch mixed with Cheers, mixed with Cops. Yes. There'd be the a little thing. bit of... Yeah, yeah. We're, yeah, we're kind of spoiling it for people, but I would say I don't want to spoil it because uh, it is uh, it is a movie that I would really recommend and it's a movie that nobody knows about. Mm. Every time I tell people about kind of oh you like 80s cops mo cop movies then you should really watch this and it is fantastic and essentially it is as we say it's about two undercover cops in chicago in the dead of winter in the freezing cold yes. and they are after a drug kingpin um gonzalez played by jimmy smiths in one of his first film roles who is brilliant as well in this you know and him they as uh, what you call it as uh uh, Princess Leia's dad. No. <laughs> oh, that's right. Dad. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, Bail Organa, I think, is yeah. what what you were looking for there. And um, <laughs> the very first scene, uh, they they get a lead and they end up uh, getting their hooks into Snake, who is a low level kind of worker for Gonzalez, and he has a briefcase full of money, and they go to his apartment. It's such a brilliant scene. It really is, and they end up taking him in. But before they can take him in, they get hijacked by two guys who want to who want to uh, pickpocket them, want to get their money, essentially. <laughs> and um, 
and yeah, no, there's such a good scene. And That's then they ha- they end up getting Snake back to the precinct, and they do a lineup, which I have to put in a clip of that. Yeah, and it's all done in silhouette. So you don't see Gregory Hines and Billy Crystal, but you see, so you got five people walking in, four of them are all uniformed policemen, and the other one is Joe Pantoliano as Snake. (laughs) And they're trying to make, they're trying to convince him that he has to now basically work for them in order to take down Gonzalez. Number five, would you step forward, please? That's him. That's the one. You have to be absolutely positive, sir. I am absolutely positive. Who could forget that face? I saw it through the screen. Turn to the right, please. Uh, uh, not you, sir. Oh. Number five. What the hell is this man? Just do as you're told, number five. That is definitely the one. You bastard! Numbers one through four. Thank you very much. Take this, man. Uh, Snake, you shouldn't have to take it, but actually you do. Snake, we're making you an offer. We know you're working for Gonzalez, and we would rather have him than you. Nothing personal. We're going to let you out to make your buy. We'll follow you to Gonzalez, bust him. We'll be heroes, and you'll go free. Drop dead. Then you'll be wanted to hear your other option. Which is we nail Gonzalez without you, arraign you two together, drop the charges against you, he thinks you rolled over on him, and you dropped it. You got nothing on me and less on him. Forget it. See, I told you it wouldn't work. Yeah, well, it's just as well. I wouldn't have felt right about it anyway. Yeah. Snake, you're free to go. Sorry to bother you. See you, Snake. Okay. And I have to say that, that opening and that scene that you're talking about, like the back, that's when you get the back and forth between Billy Crystal and, and Gregory Hines. It's absolutely class. And it is amazing. Like uh, Gregory Hines, an actor I'm very fond of. Like I say, pro- like he started, I think, performing when he was very young, predominantly as a dancer. And then um, he, I think his first film part was in History of the World Part One, the Mel Brooks movie, where he replaced uh, Richard Pryor. And um, he has, like, I've seen him in a couple of movies, but he's... Uh, and he, people might know him from, he had a recurring part in Will and Grace yeah. as one of Will's bosses. And he's somebody I just, he has such charisma. He really does. And him and Billy Crystal just play off each other so well in this in this film. It's amazing. Um, yeah. So what happens then? Well, they're off to get Gonzalez. But uh, as I say, Billy Crystal's character, uh, Costanza, is, is that his name? Yeah. I think uh, he gets an inheritance from his aunt who passes away and he literally brings Joe Pantoliano's snake to the funeral in handcuffs yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and gets, you know, get, gets a lot of grief from from another aunt there. Um, and uh, and then so he has this inheritance and then they start thinking about, well, what are what are they going to do now? Like, should they? Is this what their life is going to be? Is it going to be or is there like they get they're, they're getting shot all the time yeah, it's incredibly <laughs> dangerous <Yeah. laughs> 
And they're, yes. like, they're always like, I mean, they're always going to have to clean up the garbage kind of, you know, thing. Yeah. Like yeah. They get rid of, you know, some scumbag and then tomorrow there's going to be another scumbag to clean exactly. up. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, it and also like the worst place to work. Like yeah. Chicago in the winter, it just seems so dreary and dreadful. Oh, no, yeah. Yeah. Some kill parts you. of Chicago look amazing in whatever cinematography. Oh, no, I mean, like, mm. they, it does look yeah. good. Yeah. Peter Himes particularly wanted, I think originally it was supposed to be set in New York. He wanted to shoot it in Chicago because he was a, he's a big fan of the city. But mm. uh, I think it also helps because it looks so cold. Yeah. yeah and they're wearing yeah. like big, like they've got scarves and jumpers on the whole time. And that the really... appeal of uh, Florida or wherever they go to seem... Yeah, yeah. 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 You understand the contrast, yeah. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, so where were we now? Uh, yes. Yeah, so he gets so that beautiful. Yeah. That and there's a fantastic scene as well where again you get this idea of the relationship that the, these two guys have, where you've got a somebody come in with a first of all I think you see somebody come in with a uh, a writ uh, to serve a writ on um, on Hughes and uh, a lawyer essentially kind of going oh you beat up a suspect. <laughs> And he's like, oh, I don't know, it's not me, blah, blah, blah. And then later on, that's repeated then when somebody comes in with what they think is a risk. And it's like, you're going to, can you run interference here? Because I'm going to talk to my ex-wife. And you see then as well the, the relationship between Costanza and his ex-wife. And um, she's getting married to a dentist of all things. Oh, my God. <laughs> and Hughes kind of runs interference for him and ends up hiding in the in the in the ladies' toilets. And it's such, it's just so funny as well. And um, then, so, Costanza has got this cash and it's like, well, what do we got? Like, what, what are we doing now? And then, they, they fuck up, essentially. Mm. So their captain is going, I want the two of you out of the city. I want you out of here. I don't care. If I see you set foot in this station, I'm going to have you arrested. So they have to go on vacation, despite the fact that they don't want to. And there's an amazing scene, right, where <laughs> they are in a bar yeah. and you kind of think they're just there kind of going, oh, I can't believe like, oh, it's and you just think they're in a dingy bar in Chicago and they walk out into the bright, beautiful Florida sunshine. <laughs> and then that extends into an amazing montage of 80s fantasticness. <laughs> Where they are. Okay, it explains a lot then. I, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll always go for an eighties montage of fantastic. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. yeah. And it's the All most right. fun yeah, yeah. anyone's ever ever had as well. They are having <laughs> the best. They're time. having they a are. fantastic time. They are wearing short shorts. They are rollerblading. <laughs> short they shorts. Are, yeah. yeah. You know, and are. if you're looking to advertise th that area, if you're at a tourist yeah. board, you could just take that montage <laughs> and be like, "There you go. That's why you should come here." Job done. If you need any uh, any kind of uh, encouragement to see this film, watch the music video on YouTube for Cry Sweet Freedom by Michael McDonald, who was in uh, the Doobie Brothers, fantastic band uh, from the 70s and then segued into the 80s as well. Um, and it is an amazing and you can see. Gregory Hines and Billy Crystal having their best time as well, just doing a little bit of music video dancing too. Yeah. I think I shared it. I don't know if either of you watched it today. I in watched the, it in the chat. Much, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so 
they go down to Key West in Florida and they think, well, why, why, why are we busting our ass up in the freezing cold in Chicago and people are shooting at us all the time? Why don't we move down here? Well, what are we going to do down here? Well, I don't know. I kind of like, you know, I like the fact that we get to kind of break up fights and sometimes people shoot at us and it's like, well, why don't we just run a bar? So they decide, <laughs> they decide they're going to buy a bar, which then they do. And it's it's like, I, I don't even know what the American financial system is because it just seems like they roller skate into a bank and a guy just goes, here you go, <laughs> sign this. Yeah, this and they is roller this. Yeah, this was pre-crash, so yeah, it was yeah, pretty yeah, 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 yeah. probably the reason why there was a crash as well. Yeah. Um, there's also a fantastic scene again. Oh, look, I don't want to spoil it too much. Fantastic scene where everybody is out on the pier watching the sunset, and they're kind of going, "Hey, what's everybody watching? What's going on?" And they walk up, and then to go, "Hey, what's what's? Is there an accident? What's happening?" And they go, "No, it's the sunset." And it's like. Oh yeah. Oh oh. Okay. Yeah. Stop and smell <laughs> we, the roses, people. We come yeah. here all the time to watch it, and it th that literally is it, I suppose. But then they go back to Chicago, right? And they're like going, "Okay, we're on short time now. Okay, we're on. We're given our two weeks' notice, and we are literally and Dan Hadea, fantastic as as the captain, goes. Uh, well, I've I, I'll tell you what now. I see. I've I've seen it before. It's short term." contract now you're you're going to be worried about yourselves you know what i mean you're going to be looking after yourselves as opposed to being loose cannons which is what you were before and um you know they they do start doing that so they start wearing like well they're saying um, that, that he was kind of implying that that'll get you killed and they kind of they are talking amongst themselves how being trying to be safe it will wind up you getting killed Really? Yeah, 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 and I think he's probably right because it is like I mean now they they they're do go let down, the and get, down a bit. As they, well, yeah, well, well, not even that, but they're just gonna be too careful, like, oh, and which um, is so ridiculous. Imagine yeah. you're in a job for two weeks. Oh, I've been in the shop for fifteen years. Say, let's make sure I don't get shot in the the last <laughs> two weeks of me being extra careful. Yeah, yeah, like if I was them, I'd be going. Can we? just do it can we just write a yeah. desk now Put us on traffic or something. but they they don't because they're too good they're too good as cops aren't they because mm -hmm. they want to get gonzalez the big drug dealer who is bringing drugs in they don't know how but they have a suspicion and they have a they have a a, a tip from a stoolie and his dad was a stoolie as well so they kind of know that he's gonna he's gonna kind of give the information right so they know the drugs are coming in on this flight and they kind of get everybody involved and so and they you know so they're all ready for it but what do you know there's there's no drugs on it they can't find it there's nothing there but um what happens is there's a lovely nun and a priest coming in from south america <laughs> And they uh, have been, they, they think, oh, well, they're, they're just, they're posing as a nun and a priest, aren't they? Aren't they? They don't really look like they're a nun and a priest. You can pick that up in a costume shop, you know? Yeah. Exactly. Anybody could dress like that. All you need is a black shirt and a whatever. And um, they think know, that it's them. I have times. played, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Not a drug smuggling priest. But um, so they, they arrest them and it's like, oh they oh it's it it doesn't go good because there's no drugs in their bags either 
Oh no! <laughs> but what do they have? They have lovely um, fate. <laughs> well, they have fate, of course. Yes, they have lovely uh, artifacts from South America, don't they? And what what are those artifacts made of? Pure cocaine, my friend. <laughs> and that is like that's a, f a fist bump for me now. At this mm. stage now, the guys are not really like they're still kind of thinking about you know, return to the bar, but they're more, their their mind is on the job, isn't it? Mm. Because is this before or after the most amazing car chase that I've seen since the French Connection? Wow, that is a fucking stretch. <laughs> Do you not think so? <laughs> oh, I love a car chase sequence, my man, but that yeah. is not gripping. On, on a, on train tracks yeah. on on the L train yeah. in Chicago yeah, so <laughs> I enjoy I enjoyed the train tracks I thought that was great on the elevated train track down the city streets yeah. it looked great I wouldn't say you know it was a, it looked visually very impressive and it was, it was a good chase well now at at the time right okay so we were how far away from were we from the French connection like at well, the time really also, how can you think of the like difference a, a better a better car chase okay. in this they're on the, the train track so you know they must have asked for permission in the French connection I'm fairly sure they just whatever their way to well that's that's William Friedkin for you yeah. he yeah. wouldn't care yeah. so it was so it's, it's permission is it that, that's what makes a good car chase the sense of danger I guess <laughs> <laughs> anybody could come in yeah. Well, it's funny, funnily enough, you should mention that, right? Because uh, as we say, this is shot in Chicago mm. and uh, the the last film or one of the most recent movies that had been shot in Chicago that featured a big car chase was the Blues Brothers. Oh, well, there and you go. <laughs> there you go, better. The Chicago, well, the, the Illinois... There was no cars left in Chicago for a couple well, of years well, after that. I'll be honest with you, they, they were kind of like, we don't really want you to film anything here now after that because <laughs> everything is destroyed. So <laughs> the fact that they actually got permission from the Illinois Transit Authority, I think, to film that car chase, uh, I think is, a, is, is amazing, really. And I think it's it's great. I'm looking, I think I'm, it looks I'm, great. It looks great because I yeah. love the look of that train as well. Do you yeah, know, the, elevated above the streets. Yeah, yeah. And the uh, I think the idea as well at this stage they have tried to uh, conceal their undercover cop car, which has been spray painted um, everywhere <laughs> they go. Anytime they park anywhere, people you know spray paint on them pigs or some or undercover cops or what have you. Marked car and, or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they have gotten Ace there, uh, who is essentially the cue of the Chicago Police Department <laughs> to pimp their ride. Like a slacker. Yeah, yeah pimp yeah. their ride and um, disguise their car as a, a taxi, taxi cab, mm. and um, put in uh, bulletproof glass. And also as well, um, this is a great scene where just when they're going to pick it up, they, there's two also, I didn't really mention these, two two kind of upstart undercover cops who are kind of, you know, they're up and comers and it's like, they're going, we're, we're going to take we're your place. Good, you guys yeah. are, yeah, we're the next generation. You you guys are, are out, out of, uh, you know, you're, you're too old and it's time for you to retire. 
and just as they're pulling out of the uh, car lot, uh, they're kind of go, well, it's good, it's good, it looks like a taxi, but it doesn't exactly look like a taxi. And they pull out and just pull into, because these guys are driving a, like a really slick kind of Trans Am or something yeah. like that. And they just got a wheel into it. So they have a big screech up the side of their taxi cab. I and, was uh, surprised, by the way, when you're talking about the partners there. Steve Bauer, who is one of the, he's the um, younger guy in Scarface. That's right. Yeah, yeah. 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 He was like the, young, and like, he looks, maybe because he has like a, a bit of a beard and kind of longish, kind of curlyish hair in mm-hmm. this. He looks a lot younger than, well, he looks around the same age as he did in Scarface, which was probably about six years earlier. But <laughs> I, I was surprised. I was like, that guy looks very familiar. And it took me a while to make the connection. To work it out. Yeah. Did you, did you know, I know you love a bit of trivia, Ross. <laughs> um, apparently, like he, he came and like he auditioned with the beard and the hair mm. and got the part and then turned up for filming without the beard. Oh, for no reason. <laughs> wow. And people oh, wow. were like, oh, okay. What? And like the director was like, oh, fuck, what's going on? So there are some scenes where the makeup department had to put on a beard. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> now, I, look, rewatching it, I didn't notice it. But no, apparently it put so. like it added like an, another month onto filming oh, because geez. he just couldn't even just grow in a beard in that month, you know. Yeah. Well, no, he did. It took him a month oh, to grow that beard. Yeah. No, just I would have just been like, the... it's okay if your character's clean shaven. Who really cares that much? Yeah, but you know? see, I guess they had the um, they had the early scenes with him with the so beard. Oh, right I now. see what you no, mean. Nobody yeah, wants to kind continuity. of, you know, a, a, a minor character going, where's your beard gone? Oh, I shaved it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be, it would be so distracting if a minor character had a, a change like that and no one addressed it. You know, I'd, I'd, yeah. it, would bother, yeah. it would really bother me. <laughs> be like Chekhov's gun or something like that. You're like that'll have exactly. to come back in some way. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I so, love when you're talking about the 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 car chase sequence there. I lo- I more love like Billy Crystal going, ah, oh, you, oh, you always get to drive like, <laughs> and the exciting car chase. That'd be me if I was in his scenario. I'd be like, fuck's yeah. sake. Well, that's well, the kind they, of banter. They have great banter. They have such stuff, you know? good, yeah. But they have such good banter. Even like even when they're the two of them are shooting at the in the earlier scene, and it's like, how many? Oh, I, I got it. All of my bullets hit him. And yeah, then yeah, yeah. you get hit. And then even this this kind of running gag of um, Gregory Hines always gets shot and Billy Crystal never gets shot. And then it plays back. Like, it's just, I think it's it's a really, really well, um, like, I, I think it's down to the two actors. Like, they are really, really good. Um, now, there's two things I want to mention before I finish, because I really would... Uh, encourage people to see this because I do think it is and this is what spotlight episodes episodes are for it's to to shine a spotlight on something that people don't really know so something I want to say is I mentioned it there Michael McDonald the uh, the soundtrack Sweet Freedom okay mm. now so there, there's three there were three hit songs from this movie okay so there was Sweet Freedom by Michael McDonald. Look it up on YouTube, everybody. Quite sweet freedom, shine light on me. Okay. Now there's also one called. Um, hang on. Can I find it now? Cut this out if I can't. <laughs> Where are my things? Uh, hang on. Cut this out now. Whoever's editing this. No, that doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's that's in it. It's been left in. 
we're we're oh, professionals okay. now for anyone listening we're really oh. really pro <laughs> yeah um in the meantime i want to talk about how much um like not into fashion at all but i love billy crystal's fashion choices in this movie oh the it's fanta- fantastic t-shirt Cubs. over the shirt yeah. is fantastic i love it i just um, think it looks great um and i think he's under yeah and it, there's a there's a scene in a bar as well where he's wearing a lovely cap as well as he pulls ears <laughs> and it must have been hard for him because he's a li- lifelong yankees fan and he's a, a new yorker as well and um, so he they hired him as a yankee as because he's a lifelong fan he pitched once or something like that and then they let him go the next day but it was obviously just to say he could be a yankee um so i think it was a like a big deal for him where i know like there's some actors who refuse to wear different hats like jack nicholson for example he refused to wear a you know a boston red sox hat for the departed you know Oh, yeah that's right yeah, yeah. but uh he, okay. he seems more than happy to put cubs gear on for this which which is great yes <laughs> this is it right so uh sweet freedom michael mcdonald okay that was a that was a number one hit i think or it was a big hit and then there was uh i just want to be loved by ready for the world but then there was one called uh and i think this is now this is your jam ross mm. it's called man size love Okay, <laughs> and that's 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 by a band a band called Climax. It's spelled K L Y M A X X. Oh my okay. God, Climax! And man maybe, size love. Wow. Maybe we might put a little bit, like not Absolutely. too much that we get. Yeah, a little bit of man size love in seconds. here. Just, yeah, a man size chunk of it. Yeah, yeah, and it's also going on my bangers twenty twenty three. It's it's all yeah. It's also in a in a montage. I think it's the montage where uh, Gregory Hines' character um, is uh, kind of romancing his his lady <laughs> well, love. If you're going to, there's only one song you should do it. Too. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. So. Yes, the other thing I wanted to just mention, and this is a little bit darker, is about the writer of this um, this film, which is, his name is Gregory, Gary DeVore. <laughs> well, that's a different is, name completely. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, I know it started with a G. Okay. And he, he wrote this. And like I say, originally uh, conceived it as uh, older New York cops who want to retire and thought about Gene Hackman and Paul Newman. Um, and disappeared in the 90s and oh, right. it was a huge kind of like where's like and he's he's written other films as well uh, and people were going like where like this wh- where is he gone what happened to him and eventually his body was found his oh. car was found with his body in it but without his laptop or his hands what? Somebody had cut off his hands. Oh God! I yeah. yeah, I mean, there, there's a documentary about it. I think called "The Writer Who Went Missing" or something like that. Oh God! Um, so yeah, I mean, if it's something, if you're into true crime and also Hollywood and also eighties movies, that's something that you could. Uh, I'm to be honest with you, I don't really want to know what happened there, mm. but yeah, yeah. Um, but I am very, very Where's interested it? in finding out what both of you thought of running scared. Ross, 
you go first. Well, I would say it's very... <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, no. Oh, that's not a good sign. Uh, it's very interesting when you're talking about um, the older cops, Paul Newman, Gene Hackman. I think it, it would have been a very different movie, very different tone. I still think it would have worked, actually. I think it would have mm. been... It would have been a good movie. I actually would have been interested in, although Gene Hackman would play the cop, oh. the part of a grizzled cop, so you know, as he has done so many times so well. I'd actually be would much prefer to see someone like Paul Newman and Robert Redford, you know, completing their, uh, you know, because they're such a good mm. pairing and have such chemistry together. I think it might work a little bit better. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's a great idea. This movie though is great, and as you said, it's all down to the chemistry of the two main actors. They just seem like they are their pals. They seem like they would do just be the exact same off the camera as they are on the camera. Um, the, the, what I the, what I would say about this movie is, I actually the, the the chase scene as you mentioned is great, and there is some nice action scenes in there. I'd nearly rather this if there was less. <laughs> I can't believe I'm going to say this. If there was less action, to be honest, yeah. I would. I could actually watch them. Like I could actually just watch them hanging out, shooting the shit in a hangout movie, or even them. Like the opening scene is them in Chicago's cops, and then the rest of it was them hanging out. You know, in in, in down in Florida or something like that. That's how much natural chemistry and charm the two of them have together. I would um, wholeheartedly agree. I was like, why are they not in the bar? Why are they yeah. going back? No, it's better in Florida. Yeah, <laughs> well, because. Because 15-year-old Nile wants to see some sh- guns being shot. <laughs> yeah, I could actually literally watch them um, because they've such they've such an ease about them and they are so kind of witty as well. Billy Christie in particular, of course, is known for known for that um, sort of work. But they could just literally be sitting around a bar talking and I would love it. Um, I will say that it sometimes feels like... Diverse, like it, these days, it seems like every action movie there is no almost no consequence because you like it's the Ryan Reynoldsization of action <laughs> movies or superhero movies nowadays where it's like oh I'll say a quick remark and oh I'm not really taking this hostage situation seriously oh I'm having you know it's that kind of thing which I don't know if really sometimes it with action it can be overdone where it kind of lowers the stakes of the of everything around it um, like Little Weapon does it as well, but you also have a thing where there's stakes almost, or you know, yeah, yeah. It could, could be murder, well, family being affected, I'm, or something. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna take you back to a year I'd like to call 1986, before yes. all of these films, <laughs> yeah, 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 came true. out. And I do think, like, I I get what you're saying, and I think even at the time, the tone. Um, the reviews uh, came out and they said the tone maybe doesn't work like it's too quippy mm. but I do think when like when in those shootouts you believe that it's a like it's a shootout do you know what I mean you oh, do yeah, believe yeah. that oh, their yeah. that their lives are in danger yeah mm. and I do love the element I love about it because the, the the trip to because um, I didn't know Key I wasn't West. expecting the trip to yeah to Key West I didn't know that was going to happen because so, I didn't know where the film's going so I was like oh so hold on and then there's like about 20 minutes or 25 minutes of them in Key West I'm like oh that's pretty cool okay here I, we go now in, fa- in fairness <laughs> I don't think it was 25 minutes I think well, it's maybe 20 shorter. minutes it was yeah I well, don't well, even well, think it's 20 minutes a sizable chunk 15, 15, 15, 15 I'd minutes, say I if it's I'd say it's 10 maybe 15 maybe really? 
I well, mean, it's, it's a montage. It's Christopher McDonald singing. Crass time goes out the window on holidays. We all know that. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I wasn't expecting that. And then like, it was like a whole different vibe being thrown in. Um, and then you're back to Chicago. And you're like, oh, I just want to be back there now. Yeah. That was so much fun. But I will say I did love the idea of having uh, the, uh, the premise of them being like, right, we have a plan. We're going to be two weeks of retirement. We all know what happens for cops, like, so close to yeah. retirement. And then I love that premise of them just trying to stay alive. <laughs> you know, <laughs> maybe we'll solve a case. Um, so that element I've enjoyed. I thought it was a really good, you know, I love buddy cop movies. I have always loved um, Billy Crystal. Uh, pure, pure just love uh, Billy Crystal. This is probably the first thing I'd seen Gregory Hines in. Um, mm. But I gotta say, I thought he was enjoyable. I would have loved to see him in more movies like this. That guy has a great aptitude for 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 comedy. So I would have yeah. loved to see maybe more of him in these kind of eighties comedy. Really movies. holds his own, like with Billy Crystal, like the two of them, like you say, have a great uh, chemistry. What mm. did you think of Billy Crystal as an a- an Italian? Can we say action? <laughs> Action hero. Oh, action hero. I think he thought I was going to say Italian. Yeah, as an Italian. I thought he was, you know what, like he's not a, like, as an action hero, I kind of like when action heroes look like regular Joes. That's yeah. why, you yeah. know, Bruce Willis yeah. works so well in Die Hard, the first one anyway. Yeah. Um, Billy, and Billy Crystal, even though he's kind of a, like, you could believe Billy Crystal as being a wise-ass guy. Do you know, I think he, he surprised me with how kind of convincing he was in it. I, like, I, I, did, I, I'm not for a second did I doubt his character and mm. you know what he lacked for in maybe size or you know, uh, mm. you know intimidation intimidation he kind of, yeah, yeah. He, he made up by being a kind of a wise crack and wise ass thing so I think I think it worked surprisingly for people who might think Billy Crystal wouldn't I wouldn't say he's an action star but he's a convincing cop for sure mm. yeah Sinead what about you I think I'm gonna get oh, spanked look, now I, I'm, gonna I'm gonna admit spanked. I sat down Right to watch this completely <laughs> rolling my eyes, going not. Oh, and ha- what no. is he like? Has he given <laughs> us the same movie again? Like, what's he doing? Uh, but as I, I, you know, like Ross, I will watch anything that Billy Crystal is in. I just think it's yes. brilliant. And um, I did find myself like laughing out loud, chuckling along to the first bit, and I was like, "Damn it, Niall!" <laughs> A little bit <laughs> for the first. You've, you've won me over. You've won me over, kind of. Kind oh, of, right? Okay. I was on board. Okay. I was on board. Um, but look, you know, it is, uh, and I suppose, be, like, I know we have to kind of go back to that time when, okay, yeah, there was there were buddy cop movies, but maybe it wasn't as saturated and, uh, you know, as we kind of are, I suppose, in terms of now, like, watching This was, fresh. I think, what what year was, Lethal Weapon was... Uh, Lethal Weapon was 87, actually, so yeah. it's the next okay. year after. Yeah. It's, a year, it's a year before, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I do think, yeah, the two guys worked so well. I did believe them. I did believe Billy Crystal, particularly as a as a cop, and, like, you know, could get could talk his way out more so mm. of, a, mm. of a tricky scenario, absolutely. Um, and I did think that uh, you know the the when they go to the bar, I'm like I was like oh okay yeah eighties montage now it's going to go different. <laughs> they're going to have to pretend maybe there there's something with the bar or maybe the criminals are going to go there or something's going to happen. It's going to relocate. So that's what I was hoping. Uh, but then I was like oh we're back in Chicago. What the frick? Then you know they, as I lo- I do love a car chase sequence, but I just felt whilst initially I was you like, didn't okay, like it. And you didn't I, like I didn't it. Li- I was oh. just like, I was. I have to admit, through this movie, I was a bit like clock watching. Oh no! Oh no! Yeah. No, it is. Which, I I don't find it long, but it is a little bit long. 
which know. I, you know, normally and normally I, I would sort of ju- just kind of go, right, let's get on board with, with whatever person, okay. whoever spotlight. Well, I mean, I watch Blank well. Check, hello. Um, <laughs> really? <laughs> but yeah, I, I just didn't think it packed as much of a punch, particularly when you had Midnight Run, which had a lot of emotional punch as well. You know, right. because we had this unlikely pair. These kind of weren't the unlikely pair. They were a great pair together. But I just didn't f- find it. If I had to pick of your three, your trilogy of the same movie, <laughs> uh, I would have to pick Midnight Run as my okay. as my absolute favorite. But in saying that, I am glad I watched this absolutely because it was you know under my radar. But after you know one too many wisecracks and not enough kind of, I don't know, like like you were kind of saying the tone maybe was a bit off or something. What I, about I, that ending now in the in the big building, the Chicago, yeah. uh, Illinois? Uh, and I then, see. I was just like, know, oh, thanks be to God, like it's just. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a he's got a a a, a police car, a police motorbike in yeah. his apartment, so you just know he's got to fly out. Yeah. Of, you know, on that yeah. at the end. Well, look, um, you know, if you're playing Climax, man-sized love, you're yeah. gonna have a motorbike in your bedroom, you know. Yeah, yeah, you know, you gotta, you gotta have those those visual cues going. Yeah. But no, there was a lot of there was a lot of, um, you know, sometimes when you know, even with the with the banter with the guys, just at certain points, then it was just wasn't quite hitting the mark. I felt, and then there was a bit too many of those kind of clichédy buddy cop things going on. But again, it's 1986, so I had to kind of. You know, put put you know that aside to an extent as well, but uh, like I suppose what you were saying as well, Ross, like about the kind of mm. Ryan Reynolds quips that like you know you kind of go right, okay, that was great a couple of times, but now I just want to hit. <laughs> but um, in saying that, like I say, I am glad I saw it. But come on, Niall, you know, like you are a cinephile, right? You are a man with so much knowledge of movies. Mm. I mean, like like you yes. know, you have so many movies you could educate us about. I do, yes. You gotta yeah, you gotta do correct. a big yeah. switch up now for the yeah. next spotlight. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> and then privately, okay. separately to me, recommend buddy comedy. Because <laughs> Ross buddy has a lot of Sunday mornings right. that he needs Bulletproof Ross Adam well, I've seen and Damon yeah. Wayans. <laughs> I think actually surprisingly good if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, a movie like this, um, I remember we were talking about buddy cop movies before, probably the last, you know, five or six times you picked a movie not. And <laughs> um, the question is like, could you, like, would they still make buddy cop movies like this? They can't really with all the, uh, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, what, um, I don't know. What, what? No, you say it there. Say it out loud. Whatever you're thinking. Well, I suppose with all the, how often the US police have been in the news lately yes. to do ah. with like you know battering yeah. people and you know um, racism yeah, and yeah. all that sort yeah. of stuff um, especially when they so like this kind of renegade cop thing is they're like flying in the face of yeah. proper you know proper yeah. you know, what you call it proper um, practice and stuff yeah like I certainly don't I mean like for example Brooklyn Nine-Nine it's mm. it kind of came to an end at yeah. around the right time and I know the last series was trying to address some of that but you can't really do it in a comedy because a no. comedy is essentially supposed to be comedic yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah it's but, a bit uh, close maybe to the bone the, yeah. especially these days you know yeah um, I think you could still do you could still do something I mean it's it, the friendship really is what yeah. is what yeah. is the at the center of those kind of stories, you know, Absolutely, and yeah. the uh, people working together, what have you. So, I mean, 
I look at something like um, uh, Poker Face, which is a new series. I don't know if you've any of you have seen it uh, no. by Ryan Johnson, um, which is essentially Columbo for the modern age. And I'm a massive mm. fan of Columbo. And it's like, it's like, oh, you can't remake Columbo. You can't do anything. You can't do Columbo now. And it's no. like, oh, yeah, Ryan Johnson just went, yeah, I can. And because if you get somebody who is just so who's clever enough to do it, you can. Or doesn't care enough about the past, a la Star Wars. Oh God! <laughs> I think he cared just enough about Star Wars. Mm. Well, that's for another day, Sinead. Isn't that right? No. <laughs> Once you go into the Star Wars territory, Sinead has checked out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, before we fall down a Star Wars hole or a. Mm. Black hole, they have black holes in Star Wars. Are we warping? Well, they're in space, so I guess there probably has to be some. (laughs) I guess so, yeah. So, um, I would say, despite what Sinead says, right, if you're looking for a unique buddy cop film that has great action, great comedy, tons of heart, check out Running Scared. I would say we should have said Sarlacc Pit. Instead of black hole there, that would have worked. <laughs> That's good. Uh, that would have worked. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would say it's worth checking out because it's got. You're going to see where a lot of buddy cop comedies drew their influences from. I would say, um. Yeah. So I I liked it. It probably wouldn't be wouldn't have been my favorite, um, of your picks. But well, I still, think we know what sure your about. favorite is for buddy cop comedies, don't we? Yeah. Well, we hope you liked our spotlight episode. This podcast host is definitely running scared. Bye. <laughs> Hello? Hello, it's me. I'm pink. Oh, sorry. I'm watching Jeopardy. Oh, no. The answer is oyster clams. <laughs> you have to see the film to get that reference. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Hi. <laughs> I don't think the two of you watched it. <laughs> Sit down and grab a glass. Sinead Ross and I have made a podcast. It's the real take, breaking it down. Having fun and talking movies. Da 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 da, talking movies. You have been listening to the Real Take, presented by Sinead Brassel, Ross Leedy, and Niall O'Brien. Our music was provided by actor, artist, and musician Will Guppy. You can find him on Instagram at will.guppy. And you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at The Real Take Podcast. If you would like to contact us to tell us how fantastic we are, you can reach us at therealtakepodcast at gmail.com. See you at the movies.